Ah. Ah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Mills the Virgo. You're listening to Mills Speaks. I apologize for the background noise here. Uh, got a different little setup here. Um, presumably when we go back to work work. Uh, maybe I'll get my desk back. And then I'll be comfortable again. We're all recording. But until then, we're going to double up. Okay, so what's up, y'all? Um, you, you know the drill. This is Mill Speaks. We're doing it. Um, I'm recording. Recorded last week. Recording this week while I'm on a roll. So I'm excited about that. Um, lots of things has happened in this one week. I mean, it's Memorial Day weekend. It was last week. This weekend. Um, from that weekend to this weekend has been a crazy, tumultuous week. Uh... Ugh, it's a lot of things to go over here, so let's just start at the top, okay? Uh, the, the name of the episode is called Life Award, and I named this Life Award before um, I set this up like two, two days ago or so, and I was going to go ahead and just name it Life Award. I got this whole idea for a book, you know, I'm going to share it with you guys. I'm going to share this little idea of the Life Award with pe- with you guys just because I feel like everybody thinks there's some sort of, you know, at some, some point or other, we got this standard within us that says, you know, at some point, you know, I'm going to get this life award, you know. Um, I know that I don't have to do this. I don't have to be this way, but we'll get this award, you know. And it's not, for me, it's not the, you know, the promise of everlasting life in heaven or anything like that. This is something totally different. So I'll get to that in a minute. But I named it that first, but I think that was, what, two days ago, like I said. And, and today I wanted to name it um, Fuck Your Target, right? Um... <laughs> So we'll just start there. Um, so many things to talk about. I have a, a list of things I wanted to go over, but I'm going to go ahead and jump directly to uh, Mr. George Floyd. Uh, George Floyd, uh, 46-year-old black man who um, was murdered um, at a crime scene by the police. Um, they, If I'm not mistaken, the story is, um, because, you know, you can't trust what they say the story is because now there's more stories coming out more background coming out so who knows what the real cause of the shenanigans was but this is just what it is and this is what we know um so pretty much uh they got a call about some forgery uh, like an attempt a forgery attempt or or that he had forged and they were trying to come get him like in a sting operation or some shenanigans like that and um they arrested him they said that he was resisting arrest so that's why they had him in such a hold where um the officer put his knee on uh the back of the man's neck um and um he did that for like over seven eight minutes or so and of course the man died he died and then they had the audacity oh well you know he's diabetic and he's got hypertension so you just never no 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 a lot of people had that a lot of people had that but i bet you they could live a little bit longer if they didn't have a knee on the back of their neck i i'm willing to bet that people could live well into their 80s and 90s with hypertension and diabetes okay please he's 46 right so um so that happened and i'm not sure when this specifically happened like what day it happened but um once it happened um steven jackson he's a um he's a basketball player that i actually have talked about on this podcast before um i think even on the last episode or something like that um but steven jackson posted something he said he said twin i, I won't let this you know bs fly right and i'm like well my god he's a, a sibling has passed you know like whatever you know they do look a lot alike, but apparently they were friends from, you know, a very young age. And they do look, they look a lot alike. They favor each other. They might want to, you know, you might want to ask some questions. I'm not going to say that because that man's actual brothers um, and uh, family members was on the news the other day. And um, they don't look like Stephen Jackson. So I'm going to go ahead and let that live. But no, they were good friends and everything. He um, he took care of them sometimes, sent them some clothes and stuff, made sure he was good. Um you know just a just a friend and he said that he was on the right path doing exactly what he was supposed to do he was driving trucks he's living a good life he felt like he needed to leave where he was to go to minnesota because that was the safe the, the safe idea the safe idea was to move from wherever he was at 
to Minnesota because that would keep him out of trouble. That would keep him in, on the straight and narrow, right? All right. So he had posted, like I got up, I don't know if it was in the middle of the night or, or at some point, but I got up and I saw that post and I said, well, damn, I said, damn, so that guy is the same guy that Steve Jackson's talking about? So, you know, just kind of, you know, watched it. I, see, I saw the, uh, the video on the news. So it wasn't like I sought this video out. I'm not one of those people. If I had never seen it on the news, I would never have seen this man's knee on the neck outside of the still shot. And that's just real because um, I really don't like it. I don't like the idea of watching, you know, people's pain. Um, a good friend of mine said, you know, that, you know, certain people just enjoy watching other people in pain you know um she she made the comment she was like look out they used to gather at lynchings public lynchings and all that kind of stuff all those public hangings that they used to do back in the day you know look how they used to gather and their kids would gather too you know and so you know certain people like looking at that shit and, and most people don't right um so you know it's just uh it's uh it's heartbreaking because he was 46 like i said um, he was a father. He was a brother. His mother had passed on. But, um, you know, that's hard. That's hard. And uh, the more the more you see it, the more the more things are getting more and more out of control. Um, and, and like Will Smith and a plethora of other people have said, you know, racism isn't worse. It's simply getting recorded. You know what I'm saying? People are simply able to see it now. And um, I'm kind of at a place where I don't really give a damn if it's recorded or if there's a video or what. I kind of am at, at the place right now where, you know, when we say that there's racism or when there's been some sort of injustice, y'all motherfuckers need to believe it because your video is 10 times worse than what the fuck we're saying. You know what I'm saying? And um, it just kind of aggravates me on a, a few different levels because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, um, the people were pissed off at Kaepernick for kneeling uh, at the football games during the fucking fuck ass um, national anthem, which, by the way, um, it's probably one of the most racist songs to date, uh, especially if you get kick it over to that second uh, that second um, verse, okay? Um, that's why they cut it off, right? Because, you know, it's a nice uh, bubbly song at the, at the beginning, but then, then he's talking about killing slaves and shit and doing all kind of ignorant shit, right? So my thing is, is you know, you people are so upset about him uh, kneeling during that trash-ass song. You know what I'm saying? But he did it peacefully. He did it without hurting anyone, without um, tearing up your buildings, you know, your precious fucking target, you know, all of these things. You did all of that, um, and you still had a fucking problem. And then when when people decide that enough is a fucking enough, then the conversation is, well, uh, well, how come? Well, tearing up stuff isn't going to help anything. You know what? Tearing up stuff isn't going to help anything, but neither is being motherfucking quiet and cool and calm and docile and sweet and all that bullshit. Fuck that. I'm over that. I'm tired of that. Another friend of mine said to me, she goes, um... She goes, well, that just, you know, it makes us look worse. And that just, you know, makes them think that that's exactly how we are. And I was like, who gives a fuck what white people thinking about black people? I said, at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck about that shit no more. I said, I used to care about that when I was younger, but I don't give a fuck about that shit no more. Because at the end of the day, people understand that there are great black people and there are trash ass black people, just like there are some decent white people and there's some very, 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 very trash ass white people out here in these streets. Okay. So everybody knows how great everybody is and everybody knows how trash everybody can be so i really don't care about proving anything to them um we're at a point now where we've been fantastic and great at many 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 things over the course of history i don't have to remind you how fucking great we are you know how great we are that's why you every turn you try to trip us up at every turn you try to make sure that it's that much harder for us to do the basic shit that you guys do you know so i really don't give a fuck about how it looks anymore you know what i'm saying and i told her i said well what do you propose they do they did a, a quiet protest they did all of that and still had a man killed in the street by the police all right so what the fuck is next what's next come on man come on man i'm tired of it i'm tired of it so do i agree that we should tear up the building no i don't i don't think that that's necessary but there's a bit of backstory behind a lot of that stuff there's the fact that that target wouldn't sell um milk to people who were protesting out there because they knew that the uh 
the pepper the pepper spray and shit was coming and they wouldn't sell it to those particular people or the fact that the target is in a gentrified area where they're basically pushing the poor blacks out and moving these rich whites in um and raising the prices and raising the property value and all that kind of stuff you know so that's what's also going on so it's not for nothing right it's not for nothing but also to be fair let's just be 100 fair um the people that were starting the actual riots in the looting were white people i saw a white man all black he had a um he had one of those um one of those uh face masks on that um that you would wear like a, one of those war masks a chemical mask right um and he had a black he was an all black he had that mask on and then he had like a black umbrella and he was just walking up and he was just smashing windows at the auto zone they tried to follow him and everything um the videos are everywhere so if you care take a look you know but they followed him just like the little white woman that's 30 years old in the hover round but she looks like she's 57 years old um and and she's around there letting all the white people out of target with their stuff but then stabbing black people as they're walking out right so that's when she got sprayed with the fire hydrant i mean the fire uh, extinguisher and then it, the way it was reported was oh oh they attacked her they attacked a disabled woman well as a matter of fact that bitch ain't disabled okay she's 30 years old she can walk okay and she had a fucking knife so who the fuck is who's zooming who here so so my thing is is i hate i hate that you can't trust anything so now i totally believe that your stupid ass president and his underlings have sent people here to you know make the situation much worse so that you can then blame it on the blacks you know saying oh look at them they don't know how to act meanwhile the actual protesters they weren't down where stores was at the protesters was at the the, the cop's house outside of his house where the police were lined up you know because that's where the police were at they were at his house. That's They weren't downtown. I mean, there was a few of them down there. But, I mean, most of them was at the guy's house. So, my thing is, is, you know, people have to be smarter. Um, and also, um, you know, people believe what they want to believe. You know, they, they put those rose-colored glasses on. And they say, well, no, I, I believe it's this way. Even though people are literally telling them the opposite. It's frustrating. Um, I saw something very interesting. Kid Fury posted um something on his instagram and it was basically along the lines of um all of your um it says psa all the black people in your life are tired today don't ask us for nothing management that's real um because you know i'm tired of so many things i'm tired of having to explain why you know we're frustrated i'm having to i'm tired of having to you know reconcile this within myself um quinta brunson she's a an actress that's on a black lady uh, sketch show she actually had a phenomenal tweet the other day um that basically said that being black is having a good day and then seeing that another black person has been murdered you know or killed in the street unarmed and then having to talk about it think about it or you don't and you just become numb to it either way you're conflicted either way there is no in between like there is no well i just won't think about it and fuck it no it fucks with you regardless because people like that look like you are being persecuted on a daily basis and you have no fucking idea what to do now i won't sit here and tell you that i'm afraid i'm not afraid i'm not scared i'm i'm well spoken i'm aware of how far to push things I know how not to put myself in positions where I will be um, challenged or in trouble. But at the end of the day, I mean, half of the people who are in these predicaments who have been killed by the police and they're unarmed, half of them were just living their life. You know what I'm saying? Like Breonna Taylor. She was just living her life, getting up to go do a shift as an EMT worker when the police barged into her house looking for somebody who was already arrested. And because her, her her boyfriend who lived there with her opened fire at people in their house, okay, in the middle of the night, now he's arrested and has felony charges of, you know, assault, assault, you know, with a deadly weapon or assault of an officer of a deadly weapon and all kinds of, oh, and oh, by the way, she shot dead. She shot dead in her house getting ready for work to go make sure that she could get the COVID-19 people to the hospital. <laughs> Bruh, I'm, 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 I'm tired. I'm really tired. I'm really tired. And then there's then there's Amy Cooper. 
Then there's Amy Cooper, right? Amy Cooper is a raggedy ass white hoe. Sorry, but she's a raggedy ass bitch who was in Central Park the other day and had her dog off her leash. Beautiful Cocker Spaniel, beautiful dog. Had the dog off the leash and Mr. Christian Cooper, no relation. And I, I have to say that because it's funny to me every time when I read like an article, they're like, and Christian Cooper, no relation. Uh, da, 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 da. And I'm like, obviously, no relation. But whatevs. Because um, people call the authorities on their family all the time, so it's fine. Um, but in any case, um, uh, what, what, Amy Cooper was walking her dog or in the park, had the dog off the leash. They were in some area of Central Park where people go bird watching and have these exotic birds and have all this different foliage and stuff. And so it's a, it's it's suggested in actual state law, I believe, that um, that your dog is on a leash because the dogs could get to the birds, kill them, all that kind of stuff. And you so happen to run across Mr. Christian Cooper, who is an avid uh, bird watcher. Um, he's uh, the head of the Audubon Society. He's a Harvard graduate. Um, extremely educated, very cute fella. Um, uh, well-spoken, well-read. All of these things that people like to say, okay, about blacks, okay? Um, you know, all of these things. And he simply said, could you put your dog on a leash? Because it's supposed to be on a leash. She spazzed the fuck out, called the police, first threatened, I'm going to call the police and say that the African-American runs. You know, well, first of all, you're weaponizing the police, which is we don't need you to because they're already fucking dangerous for us, which you already know, which is why you decided to say, hey, I'm going to call the police. You wanted to conjure up fear. You wanted to make him think twice about talking to you. You were trying to put him in his proverbial place because he so happened to think that he could talk to you, a white woman, in such a way, tell you what to do. We are Americans. I talked about that the other day. We already don't want anyone telling us anything. We definitely don't. As a woman, you don't want a man saying shit to you. That's number one. Um, and then and then a white woman, please, she definitely doesn't want a black man telling her what, to be, what she should and should not be doing, specifically when she probably knows the rules and she knows that she's wrong. So, um because women we do that you know when we know we wrong we, we we just try to turn that shit around so that's just real but whatevs um but no i mean you know and then and then she proceeded to call 911 you could tell that the 911 operator was like what what's going on you know trying to give her a hard time because she kept repeating herself and then while she's doing all this she's she's literally killing her dog like we were about to have seen two murders on camera you know one of a, a grown man okay and then one of a, a cute little dog okay because she really was trying to kill that dog while she was so scared for her life so nervous so being attacked and recorded and all this stuff by an african-american man all of this crap um basically eventually the dog got free and was able to kind of lay down on the ground and, and get, get his fucking breath i i feel bad for the dog personally i feel worse for christian cooper because why would you have to deal with this type of bullshit here in 2020 but then again look at 2020 so um so uh, the end result with the situation was that she got fired she got fired from her job because this went viral obviously because he pulled his phone out and recorded it and then he uploaded it um and um you should have seen her performance that it was it's it, it's the only the kind of performance that i imagine the woman who 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 accused Emmett till of raping her had I could only imagine that that drama in her voice is something that she conjured up that's in, that's deep in their DNA to pull out at any moment, you know what I mean? And I kind of feel like that's exactly the energy that that woman had for Emmett Till, which caused him to be drugged to death, lynched, all of these things um, back in the day for having talked to a white woman or whatever. And it was a lie. It was a lie, right? And he was 14 years old, murdered. So, um all of these years later we're not much we're not in a much better space we're not in a better spot right um it's very frustrating it's very frustrating so she got fired and now at this point i don't know who the officials are in new york but they're they're trying to bring up charges on her for calling and reporting um basically a lie um a false report 
And I thought that this would be something that would be a little more common because for me, the way I look at it is the police are supposed to be able to protect and serve. They're supposed to be busy doing other things. So if you call the police over here for something that makes no sense, um, or you're being ridiculous and you, you wanted to call the police to, you know, to exert yourself as having the power in this situation against somebody else. When the police get there, they should have big enough balls to say, you're going to jail because we didn't have to come out here for this. You're following the false police report i bet you those motherfuckers would think twice about threatening to call the police you know what i mean I, I just don't know i just don't know because then again i mean we've got so much corrupt shit going on in the police department who knows if that would even stop that fuck we got the clan in the fucking police department who the fuck knows but at the end of the day at the end of the day if they arrest her that's fine with me i don't care because i don't give a fuck about her job losing her job or her you know basically her life being ruined because you decided that you wanted to lie you lied like literally we teach kids not to lie right if you lie this is what could happen right this is what could happen in 2020 when you lie and try to re report a false uh, police report and then you try to weaponize the police against a black person and specifically stating that you're going to say that it was a black person da, 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 so that it could mean that there would be excessive force so that basically she was trying to call and, and, and be so over the top so that she could get an end result similar to what happened in minnesota with mr george floyd all because you didn't want to put your stinking dog on a leash your your white privilege told you call the police get this man put him in in grave danger he may or may not walk away from the situation but i that'll teach him to tell me to put my dog on the leash like where's the rationale like how i i just i don't know anybody like this or and if i do know them they would never admit to being this fucked up but like i would love to talk to somebody who's fucked up so that I could understand what the thought process is, or not even understand the thought process, but just to curse them out, because, you know, sometimes you just need that. But anyway, um, so, you know, it's so many different things, so many different levels of being aggravated. Now, I, you know, so between, so between Mr. George Floyd being snuffed out up here in Minnesota, um, Amy Cooper trying to call the police on Christian Cooper in Central Park. And then I think I talked about Mr. Ahmaud Arbery last week or last time where he was basically lynched out there. Um, he was chased by two white men with shotguns um, as he was jogging. He fought, he fought, he fought. They killed his ass. And then the third one, I think the third white man, the man that recorded it, he actually, they got his ass too. They arrested him this week as well or late last week or something like that because, sorry, you're an accessory. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so it's just so many things. Um, I don't know, man. It's just I'm really tired and I'm tired of excuses. I'm tired of excuses. I don't want no caveats or anything like that. And the reason why I don't care about caveats and excuses anymore is because there was a fella, I can't remember his name, but a very, very weird fucked up name, but he he was a, um, I think he was a Harvard student and that nigga flipped out last week or two weeks ago. He flipped the fuck out and he literally went and killed two people, injured people, shot him up, did all kinds of crazy stuff. They definitely found him. They definitely brought him in just fine. He was alive. You see what I'm saying? And now he's being processed and booked. And my thing is, is, I just don't understand why we have to keep showing these types of examples. I don't understand why we keep getting these types of examples. I think that they need to understand that the uh, the experiment is over and it's it's a failure. Black people aren't going to think that they're not worth a damn. Black people know their worth. We know exactly how great we are we know exactly you know what we need to be doing what we don't need to be doing all of these things to be successful and to move ahead now i will say this we got a long way to go still as a people but we're not stupid so so cut the shit that shit worked for 400 some odd years cut the shit you understand so i mean to sum it up people say well you know you can't do this you can't do that you know well you know what I'm kind of at a point where I don't give a fuck if it burns. Because I've told people many, many times that the way you fix our entire problem as, as the United States, as a people, is the entire, the whole system has to burn. The whole thing has to burn down to the ground in order for us to be able to, to, to see some sort of change and justice. 
you have got to burn it down. Okay. Do I mean literally burn down the police department? I mean, maybe. Fuck. <laughs> maybe. Fuck the police, man. Shit, who the fuck are they? That motherfucker's supposed to be protecting and serving. Y'all motherfuckers don't give a fuck about nobody but white people. And that's the way that it feels to black people. That's the way that it feels. And I know it's hard to hear. It's hard to um, say words and put those words together. But, I mean, that's just facts. Last time I was pulled over, I was fucking nervous. I was so nervous I was pulled pulled over. Gave, and I was given a ticket and nothing happened. But that doesn't mean nothing couldn't happen. You see what I'm saying? And... As a grown-ass woman, I shouldn't be afraid to get pulled over by the police. And I'm not riding dirty. I don't have no weed on me. I don't have no open container. I got my tags straight. I got a license. You know, all the stuff. I don't have any problems. I present as unproblematic. Now I'm really concerned. What the hell are you pulling me over for? You know what I mean? So, I mean, just we'll, I'm just going to go ahead and pray that we can continue to get good news on the situation in Minnesota. Today, um, it came down that the, um, what's the man's name? Let's, let me get the man's name right quick. Uh, the police officer that actually kneeled on, uh, George Floyd's, uh, neck was actually arrested today, um, and charged with third degree murder and manslaughter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, his name is Derek Chauvin. Yeah. That's what his name is. So he, um, so he's arrested. He's, I guess he's in custody right now, um, depending on who's supporting him, which is a lot of ignorant motherfuckers. So he'll probably be out of jail soon. Maybe that is if the judge doesn't deny bail or something like that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I said earlier this week, I said, let's see what happens by the end of the week. I said, by the end of the week, they should be arrested. Now, I thought all four of them would would have some situation. But clearly, if you look at the charges right now, (laughs) if you look at the charges right now, they're so, um, not intense. Like I was expecting the first degree, second degree murder. But then again, I don't know the difference between the two or the third. Right. But, but in all actuality, you know, um, you know, I don't know that the other three will be charged, but I did say we got to wait a week, wait, wait till the end of the week to see, you know, and, and I will say this um, as an aside, I actually have developed way more patience over the past um, several uh, past couple of months. I think it's quarantine patience. I think that when you're put in a position where you have no options and, and your options are clear, actually, they're not the ones you want, but they're clear. Um patience is easily developed in those situations so i've developed that so i didn't expect anything immediate but i expected by week's end we'd see something (laughs) so we saw something um so we'll see what else happens um but that did just come down today um or not long ago so there's that um so we'll, we'll see how this goes um it's very frustrating it's very frustrating um I feel bad for um, for the for Mr. George Floyd's family, Brianna um, Shepherd's family. I think that's her last name. Bri- Taylor, excuse me, Brianna Taylor, um, Ahmad um, Arbery, and literally everybody else who has died at the hands of police who were unarmed and unproblematic. And at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck if you're armed or problematic because it was armed problematic white people protesting two weeks ago because they wanted to go get their hair cut, and they had guns at the state houses of their states and they were attacking the police with their hands and their gun the butts of their guns and them motherfuckers lived they lived to be able to tell that story they walked away they went home that night with their families cooked some dinner ate it and talked about what happened you know what i'm saying it must be fucking nice it must be motherfucking nice all right, well, I'm gonna move on from that because I, I could I could go on with, about that forever, um, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to. All right, so let's see what else I had on my list. Verses. Okay, so let's talk verses. Um, before we talk verses, I did watch Lovebirds, um, the movie on Netflix featuring Issa 
and my man i can't i can never remember his name he's an indian actor my nigga was awesome in the twilight zone episode that he was in he was in the first episode of the twilight zone if you guys have cbs access or if you have access to watching um stuff illegally um you could watch that um and it's really awesome the first episode is dope i mean all of it's dope because i watched um I watched, I think, four or five of those episodes or so, and they were all really good. Um, but this one was really good in particular, and it was him. Um, but it was good. It was a good movie. Um, uh, I would recommend this for any anybody. Um, but, I mean, obviously, couples couples would probably want to watch this over anybody. Um, Issa's really good. Comedy, comedy is like Issa's like thing she's not a overtly funny person but she she can be very hilarious in situations her and this guy they, their dry wit um their humor is different and i appreciate it honestly um so yeah i'm 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 excited if you guys have watched that you know you can let me know what you think that if you want i don't i don't care um but but nah it's good you guys will you guys will like it if you like Issa and um if you like comedies and shit like that it's got action in it too so you know it's something um trying to think okay but versus versus so since i recorded there's been literally three verses three fucking verses since i last recorded um so the first verse the first one that i want to talk about is uh ludicrous versus nelly okay and so first of all let's just say that ludicrous and nelly both are still sexy and i never thought ludicrous himself was sexy but it's like when you look at him and i'm 36 7 right now so you know the the situation is i'm a grown-ass woman now so different things are sexy to me now excuse me something just flew around here what is this damn on my damn nerve now anyway so um but yeah when when um but when you look at it now it's like damn luda looked really good he had a haircut he had that fro popping he had that that beard it was low it was like a five o'clock shadow but not it was cut down real low um them diamonds was popping in them ears and, and around his neck he looked great he looked great um he looked great um nelly had a more direct sexiness about him because nelly's got the body he's got the face he's got he's got everything he's sexy as hell so it was so first there's that okay um nelly and Ludacris both have loads of hits so i didn't know how this was gonna go now i knew that i had a pref i had a preference of uh Ludacris over nelly only because we literally loved Ludacris in college. Like, that was our guy. Like, we, man, we loved Ludacris, okay? Southern Hospitality was our shit. Um, there's a song called Blueberry Yum Yum. We wasn't even smoking weed at the time, and that song was our shit. Um, of course, all of the aggressive shit, Get Back, Move Bitch, um, Ho, um, <laughs> all of these songs. He's got a song called Virgo with Nas, um, where Dougie Fresh uh, beatbox the beat. They're all three Virgos, if I'm not mistaken, so that's dope. Um, um, pimping all over the world. Um, Ludacris has tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff. And so Nelly, he does too. Um, obviously, Nelly, for me, has more like uh smash hits so hot in here was huge country grammar was huge you know what i'm saying um the song that he had with tim mcgraw huge um the dilemma song with kelly huge so these songs were huge songs but does he have it in the quantity that was the thing so but realistically he did he did he just he had a lot of features he had some songs that i had forgot he was even on um and then I think at the very end, Ludacris played a song where him and Nelly were supposed to be on uh, Moneymaker together. When Moneymaker was a good song. Shake your Moneymaker. Hey, that was a good song. Between that and My Chick Bad, um, I was like, come on, Luda. You know? Uh, but I knew that Luda was going to win. But the main reasons he won because was because Luda had the best Wi-Fi connection. He um, never went out, not one time. Nelly did. Nelly had, uh, in Nelly's defense, okay, in Cor Cornell, okay's defense, he, um, there, there was a, a thunderstorm. There was a thunderstorm. 
coming through the area and it definitely messed up his Wi-Fi and such. I was under the impression that even though it was a storm, you still would be good on your Wi-Fi, but clearly I was mistaken. I mean, I've only worked from home several times in life and but but neither neither here whatever uh, whatever. What, 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 anyway, um so you know, that was an issue. That was an issue. Um he Reminded me of Teddy Riley in that he he didn't know that he was having transmission issues, so he was up there jamming. And first of all, you couldn't tell Nelly that his songs wasn't the shit, or if it was like a uh, feature, you couldn't tell him that his verse wasn't the hottest shit ever. When he could literally be talking about nothing, Nelly still acted like he had the best verse. But anyway, so he was doing all his dancing and rapping and trying to do all of this stuff with hands and all this kind of shenanigans while it was cutting up. And I was just sitting here like, oh, Lord, Jesus. And so um, Ludacris was very uh, patient. He was very patient. But I think they did eventually. They got through it, but I think they eventually did call it because he had to hang up a few times. And then he came back in. And, you know, that once that starts happening, then you're kind of like, ah. And you lose a lot of people. But I think they got up to 400 or some 100,000, which wasn't bad considering the week before Jill Scott and Erica Badu literally hit 700,000 people. So it's like we knew it wouldn't be that great of a turnout or that great of a battle. But at least people showed up, you know what I mean, which is which is really good. So um, I'm trying to think of anything else about it. Um, I don't know it was okay it wasn't it, it was whatever they had they had some jams i was able to get my life on some of them songs and then i was i was good to go honestly um the second verses after that was beanie man versus bounty killer and when i tell you i was already kind of interested because it's jamaican music you know it's reggae it's dance hall you know so for me i mean you guys know i'm jamaican i'm not but i am okay and that's my third accent that i'm gonna perfect first one was uh, english that's coming um i'm gonna do a whole Eng- english um episode here soon I'm, it's, I'm gonna practice more but i'm gonna do an entire episode with the english accent i can't wait second one is nigerian because of 90 day fiance and then uh, next is jamaican okay so I said, well, I was already excited. I knew of some songs from Beanie Man. Of course, you know, we all know the song with Beanie Man and Maya. You know what I'm saying? That If I Could Be Your Girl song. Which that song was called Dem Girls, Dem, Dem Girls, Dem Sugar or some shit. I said, what the fuck? I said, why would he just name it If I Could Be Your Girl or something like that? But whatever. Get, get Beanie Man. Beanie Man was pregnant too. I don't know if y'all knew that. But Beanie Man is definitely pregnant. Okay, it's a food baby. Um... Um, and Bounty Killer, I didn't necessarily know per se, but I, I had heard of him and I knew he had songs. I looked both of these guys up and, you know, you can go to like your streaming service and pull up an artist and then like their top songs that, you know, they have. You can listen to it and see, oh yeah, I remember this song. So I did that for Bounty Killer and I remembered a couple of songs, but you know, he's, you know, dance hall and reggae is so interesting. If you're not all the way involved in it, like enthralled in it like then everybody mesh like merges together like you have no idea who's who you know what i'm saying so i you've heard bounty killer before but you don't know that you've heard him because who knows who's on the songs you know what i'm saying you just know the songs so um so they started they were both in jamaica which was dope they were both there so there was no live joining live having all these issues and when I tell you that shit was so live, first of all, they're friends and they're brothers. Like, they're really close and stuff. They've been competing with one another um, since the early 90s. So this is what we saw on the verses the other night was something that they do at concerts and festivals all the time. Um, they just do awesome shit. They go back and forth, you know, with this song and that song to make fun of each other, all of that kind of stuff. And uh, Beanie Man seemed very much like the younger brother. Uh, Bounty Bounty Killer seemed like the older brother picked on Beanie Man. Beanie Man um, got some digs in, but overall he took it. You know, because again, this is family, right? So it was good. It was really dope. Um, Transitions was pretty dope. Um, 
for me it wasn't it wasn't about the songs and if i knew them it was about the whole entire vibe like they had good dancing going on they made jokes they was they had a rihanna joke in there um the amount of love that the older celebrities was giving was crazy because i think swiss beats and a lot of djs used to dj with dance hall djs and do all kinds of stuff like that so it's like um a lot of these songs and people from new york i think People from New York knew all of those songs because, you know, they've got like a nice little melting pot up there. So all of that stuff was played. For me, down here in Bumblefuck, South Carolina, you know, as far as, far as reggae goes, we got Bob Marley One Love, baby. Okay? You know what I mean? Like, and that's just real. I mean, that's, you know, as far as dance hall goes, I had Patra and Shaba Ranks growing up. Um, and, and, and for reggae, it was Bob Marley. You know what I'm saying? Those were the, the icons at the time. Um, I, Maxi Priest came. Shaggy came, which he's, you know, a bit of a dance hall fella. You know, and then, of course, later on, then Sean Paul came. And, you know, there's a few other people. Um, Elephant Man. Um, all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, my my knowledge of it is is, is not extensive of, of the culture and the music. But I'm here to tell you I'm in love with all of it. So I loved every moment of it. I had a lot of people say, well, this is why I didn't I didn't show up because I knew I wasn't going to understand anything. I mean, what are y'all talking about? Stupid ass Americans don't understand shit. Can't use y'all context clues for nothing. What are you talking about? They was very clear. Shit. I know they didn't say a lot of words we knew. I know. Fuck that. Use your context clues. Dumbass. So just aggravates the fuck out of me. I don't understand what they're saying. I can out of here shit anyway so uh it was dope to me it was really dope to me and then um so that was saturday this past saturday and then what they did for memorial night memorial day evening was um jagged edge and 112 all right now on the surface this is a good battle but when you really think about it 112 was gonna bust their ass always um Jagged Edge is a great group. Um, I have a good friend of mine who loves Jagged Edge, and he was just all in on all of their shit. Like, every song, he's like, oh, I love this. This is what it is. It. And it's like, man, I don't care what you say. It ain't going to be nothing that Jagged Edge going to be able to do when 112 plays Come See Me, Peaches and Cream, and Only You. Like, that's just real. And then it's like those other songs that you totally forget about, like Cupid and Anywhere and um, If You Are Available and um, Now That We're Done and things like man. Come on, 112 was the shit. You understand? That's bad boy, baby. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I um, yeah, you know, it was pretty dope though. I, I let me see if I can find the playlist right quick because I definitely listen and save all of the playlists, you know, that they create or whatever on title for these battles because I just. I just love that. The only one that I'm absolutely probably not going to ever listen to is the Bounty Killer one versus um, Beanie Man. And the reason, excuse me, and the reason for that is because, um, wait a minute now. Okay, and the reason for that is basically because um, I'm not going to want to listen to all of those songs. Like, I, for, for that, I'm going to want to hear the actual mashup. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would get me crunk, and I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, bam, bam. Bam. Yeah, welcome. Bam. Okay. Bam. Um <laughs> but for for you know for the jagged edge thing, yeah, I mean, shoot, I'll listen to this. I will listen to this no problem. Let me see. Okay, here's the verses. So, you have it, you know, jagged edge started out pretty good. They started with he can't love you, which is it's ideal. You guys should start with your heavy shit because I ain't gonna lie, y'all didn't have too many things, you know what I mean? Um 112 counted with it's over now which is that jam with um the mob deep sample what are these numbers in your pocket okay you're welcome um apparently jack and edge has a song called girl it's over so that was interesting and in a good um follow-up but then that's when 112 played come see me and i don't know if you guys remember that but that was 112's second um sam um, excuse me that was their second single off of their very first album and I had loved Only You. I really did. I loved Only You. And they came out with an Only, Only You remix as well that I absolutely loved as well. That had, um, I think it had Biggie on it too. I think Biggie was on it or Mace or somebody was on that one. Somebody was on that one. And um, 
and I had loved the song and they pretty much ran it into the ground so then when they released Come See Me I was like man I like that and that was like the beginning of this Jamila cool shit that you guys know of because like I, that song is like right up my alley like that shit was the shit and I don't know it's something about a dude saying come see me I don't know what that's about but I like that kind of shit I mean I'm not coming but you know I mean maybe you know but what else ah so but no I mean so they came through with that um Jagged Edge played a, a good bit of songs that I don't know Wednesday Lover um but 112 countered with um Now That We're Done which is a great song it's an album cut too I don't even think it was a single but that was a great song um then they came back with Promise that would be Jagged Edge of course um 112 came through and they pretty much shut things down for the next um, few rounds. I mean, they did You Already Know, the remix with Foxy Brown, Anywhere. Um, 112 did uh, Cupid. Um, they did a song called Player, which is a good song. And this is when Keith Sweat entered into the battle. As a guest star, he introduced the Player song, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, then they came through with the sample, I mean, with the... With the um, with the features so then they had the hey love song that they had with mob deep then they had the sky's the limit with biggie um slim had a song with young jock so fly they played that um yeah so it just got really good jagged edge did well during this whole time too they had traded all they had the promise remix they had the nasty girl song from bad boy from the bad boys movie i think that was featuring biggie no that was the biggie duets so they had uh biggie um diddy jagged edge i think um nelly was on that one too um so they they did really well i'm not gonna lie to you it was a good time um but i knew that once peaches and cream came out i'll be missing you that was good you know stuff like that so um you know it's just it's just a situation where where um it was a heavy hitter in the mix and i think every versus has been like this you have a heavy hitter and then you have somebody who could probably contend but this one was a clear heavy hitter and a clear contender and so was the nelly and Ludacris one i think uh, the jill scott and erica badu was a perceived heavy hitter versus um contender but then i think once that shit started and once people started really understanding what the fuck was going on they realized that both these bitches are heavy hitters um and the same with um the same with uh beanie man and bounty killer same situation there's no heavy hitter here there isn't no, well they're they're both heavy hitters there's no contender here they're both contenders you feel me so um so yeah I, I just i love that i'm extremely happy about that um i i i want this to continue to to go this week on sunday they have a versus excuse me i'm fanning myself i'm hot my air decided to stop working today which is aggravating because it's been nice all weekend and like the beginning of the week and last week and all that stuff and now when it gets hot and humid here comes the air the air is gonna go out stupid but anyway so you know um so to, i think sunday they have a versus and it's gonna be kurt franklin versus fred hammond and um i'm not a huge gospel church person i didn't when i was growing up i, I wasn't in church like a lot of people was um and i kind of hate that i wasn't I, I wish that that was part of the black kid experience that i kind of wish that i had more of but that just is what it is you know what i mean um so i don't know a lot of hymns and things like that i know things that came on the radio um and if i you know if we sang it a lot at a certain point in my life like at a summer camp or something like that then i know the song but outside of that i wasn't peeping gospel music like that simple i like my parents didn't that wasn't their thing they loved jazz soul you know what i'm saying that kind of stuff that there was no there was not that much gospel okay it wasn't that much gospel there was some but there wasn't that much gospel all right so this should be interesting i'm gonna be excited for it regardless i'm a music lover so i'm you're never gonna catch me saying i'm not gonna catch these verses now i mean unless it's something that's totally ridiculous like if it's some of these new kids you know what i'm saying then i'm like okay i'm good on that i I'm, I'm really good on that you know what i'm saying like i would imagine like in a few years if they ask for you know some of these bum asses to to do it you know i'll be like okay i'm good on that but you know what would be really good 
now that I'm thinking about it, it would definitely be a Rick Ross versus Drake. That's a heavy hitter versus a perceived um, a, a perceived contender, and that Rick Ross would be the contender, and of course, um, Drake would be the heavy hitter. Yeah. So I think that would be dope. I think they're also trying to get DMX versus Jay-Z or Jay-Z versus um, Eminem. Somebody, I think everybody want to go against Jay-Z. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think that would be dope. That'd be really dope. Um, if we got some like heavier hitters, I would love to see, uh, Jay-Z in all of his freshness be sitting on Instagram live. Like, yeah, right, play this, play this. You know what I'm saying? That'd be so dope to me. Um, so yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see how this goes, um, in the future, but it's, it's going well to me right now. So I can't wait. And of course I'll keep you guys updated cause you know, I'm always here for it. Um, I wrote down on here May 17th through the 18th, um, the county or the country reopened. So I'm looking at two weeks after that. So that's kind of right now in, you know, maybe next week, maybe next week is, um, you know, like the two week period. So we'll, we'll kind of be able to determine if, you know, if we're okay. You know, that's really what it boils down to. Are we okay? Are we able to go back to some sort of um, some sort of normalcy in our life? Because I don't think we're ever going to be truly normal again. I was talking to my boss the other day, and um, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, I, I have a friend um, that's her job basically was like, yeah, we're not going to ask you guys to come back for several more months. Or And then Google and some of these other comp- companies are like, yeah, we're going to leave our people working from home until, you know, until 2021 um if you saw twitter twitter said that they this might be an indefinite thing i'm here for that you understand me Ooh, i'm here for it so i basically am uh so i'm i'm basically i'm expecting that in june everyone will say hey come back to work um but you know like I said to you guys earlier about that quarantine patience, we'll just see what it looks like in a week. <laughs> like, just let's just see what it looks like in a week. Um, I feel like this, all of this, the things that I'm going through right now, the things that I have to kind of tackle, I feel like it's preparing me for a bigger role, a bigger something. I feel like uh, I, I'm in a place where that answer comes from like a boss. Well, let's just give it a week and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm being prepared for something. Um, but whatever. Um, hopefully, though. Um, but yeah, so I think I think we'll hopefully we'll see some some good results. Um, like I said, Memorial Day weekend was last weekend, so two weeks from there, let's just see what that looks like. Because you know, a lot of people went to the beach and pools and house parties and and did cookouts and all kinds of things, and um, there was no social distancing, there was no masks, there was nothing. So we'll see how this really looks um, by mid June, and I really hope that it looks normal, so that we don't have to go back into seclusion. But if we have to go back into seclusion, I'm gonna need you people to understand what we need to do, and that's stay the fuck at the house. Okay, but you know, we'll see because y'all ignorant ass president said he wasn't going to shut down the country again if this would have happened. But again, he had said before he did shut things down, he had said it was fake news. So again, let's just see what next week looks like. Okay, um, let's see. Let's see. I got some more stuff on my list over here. I have, um, um, I have graduation 2020. Um, the reason why I wrote that down, I think, is because mainly I've seen a lot of people graduating. A lot of kids are graduating from high school, middle school, elementary school, college, um, and they are unable to do, you know, a graduation. They can't march. They can't um, go get the diploma, you know, get the moments that everybody else had. Like, I had those moments two times. I was blessed. And that sucks if I had a kid right now and you go through all of this shit in life and you go through all these years and your kid can't even fucking graduate, man. And you don't know if they're even going to be able to go to college in the fall. Because who knows what the hell that's going to look like. Like, shit, bruh. That's a, that's a stressful situation. It's kind of anticlimactic, don't you think? A little bit. Um, but, you know, I, I, 
it's not the worst thing that is going to happen to these kids or that has happened to these kids so I, I understand that and it is about making sure people are safe but I will say this um, I, I don't see why they, they couldn't have had graduations outside like we do here in South Carolina have them outside um, at the, the school football stadium um, you guys could have easily put the chairs and made sure that people weren't sitting right next to each other um, yeah all of these things all of these things you know what I mean so for me is, there could have been a will there could have been a way there could have been this could have been that would have could have should have right but i just i feel for him and um we've been seeing some pretty awesome videos via social media you know where we're seeing people um have these drive-by graduations or you know these little fake graduations where their parents are the deans and things like that and i think that's dope because at the end of the day you need some sort of acknowledgement that you worked hard you did well you finished you completed you know um so it's important so if you guys know any graduates you know go out of your way to say congratulations because god knows they didn't get that opportunity when they were walking you know around everybody and you know and other people that you don't know congratulations graduates you know they don't get that they don't get that and hopefully in four years if they're going to school or in two if they're going to a tech college or something like that they'll get the opportunity to have that type of closure um hopefully it won't matter you know Hopefully it won't it won't uh, matter, right? You know, um, but it is it does bear you know repeating and it does it does uh, deserve to be discussed. Um, looks like let me see what we got. Let me see what we got next. John Bo Yeager. Ah, what's my man's name? The black man from from Star Wars, the new Star Wars, the black man. Um, I can't remember my man's name at all. I think he was in another movie or something, but I can't remember what that was either. So, um, but basically John, um, sent a tweet the other day that basically said, I really fucking hate, I wrote it down. I really fucking hate racists. That's what he said. All of the crazies came out and this is the racist. So let's just go ahead and call the spade a spade. So the racist came out and said, well, hate is such a strong word. You can't, you know, you can't, you know, hate, hate, hate doesn't go away with hate. You have to love and da, 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 right? And my man said, no, what I said, what the fuck I said, I said, what the fuck I said. And, and you know, this man has actually had to check other people before because he said, Lord, he loved him some black women and or black women are fantastic. And some white chick came on there and was just like all women. And he was like, I said, what the fuck I said? I said, what the fuck I said? Um, and, uh, you know, so it's just kind of interesting. It's kind of like that all lives matter shit. You know what I mean? Every time, it, it, you know, that's a quick way to get knocked the fuck out if you fuck with me. Tell me all lives matter tell me all lives matter tell me that tell me that assholes but anyway so um but he he basically had to go back and forth he had some pretty awesome exchanges too i'm pretty sure i didn't save any of that but i should have because he um it was it was fantastic and he really gave two fucks about y'all feelings about the shit too which i really appreciate because he um he's just so great and he's cute Hey, cute. I'm trying to see something. Let me go to my man page so I can get the real tweet. <laughs> nah. Nah, I'm, I'm good on this. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not interested in that. Um, I can't find it. But what I can say is that um, he he really didn't have time. Oh, I found some. I found some. He said, I really hate it. racist. Um, Dexy Dale says, nobody loves racist. I'm from Nigeria. My ex. My ex says she hates whites, so I broke up with her. He goes, I am talking about white on black racism, the kind that has ruined the world, not caused a little breakup with your girlfriend. Uh, well, first of all, when he when I saw that, I said, okay. <laughs> I said, all right, y'all done pissed him off, okay? He, he didn't he didn't reduce you down to your little relationship your little breakup my god um somebody goes uh racism can come from anyone 
Uh, somebody else says that's ignorant for you to say John racism toward different races may have more history but doesn't make it any different my mom is married to a Hawaiian woman and we live in Hawaii and many people here are racist toward me and my white siblings it goes both ways I don't give oh hell I I'm about to answer for it I don't give a fuck about that shit uh-huh anyway so yeah it's it's a trip it's a trip. I can't remember the... I can't find the other thing that he put on there because he put some other stuff on there um, about something. Like, he, he commented uh, about it and said other things, but I can't find those. However, it was still extremely funny. He said, fuck you and your feelings because I said what I said. And that's just that. Um, I think I touched on everything else. I literally have one other thing to talk about, and that would be um own it um so a few episodes ago we had good uh, our good judy rachel on and she was talking about her her new company own it you know um all of that stuff she's doing incense candles um wax melts um and i think i think that's it for right now um and it's it's fantastic stuff she's launching i believe on monday june 1 so um, you guys go and check out uh, her Instagram. Uh, it is Own It Creations, all one word. Um, I'm really excited. She's got a website, ownitcreations.com. Um, she's got a really good documentation of the process of how when she's making her chapsticks and when she's making her candles and you know all of that kind of stuff. So it's really dope. Um, and I hope that you guys will you know support her um go hit the like button follow her all of that stuff tell her jamila sent you i don't care how you do it just do it because she she deserves she deserves so um that's pretty much all i had lord i'm gonna check out this versus this weekend with um with with fred hammond okay and 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 um and plaz aka uh kurt franklin i'll be checking that out i'll be checking that out um and i know that the lord will will touch my spirit down on that evening um on that evening um but i'm gonna wrap this up it's been over an hour so shout out to that it's been a long week a lot of things have happened and i feel like i might not even touched on everything um but lots of things have happened um so so yeah um i will be back next week if i'm not mistaken um I thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Mills DeVirgo and at Mills Speaks on Instagram. Um, Facebook, you can type in Mills Speaks and my shit will come up. On on Twitter, I believe it's Mills DeVirgo. Um, yeah, so just, just shoot me some shit and let me know what you uh, got to say. If not, then I'll just talk to you guys about random shit next week. All right, holla. Well, I know I said holla, but... Um, I have to talk about the title um the idea um as i was sitting back a friend of mine sat at the house for a month or two with a terrible toothache and it got terrible the tooth cracked out of her mouth and everything and she just didn't want to go you know to the doctor you know she didn't want to do it because she had number one been afraid because her mom had oral surgery and had a bad experience two times so that was like oh god no and then um, some other people she knew had bad experiences too, apparently. And so she was not, she wasn't moving quick enough at all to try to get this fixed. Um, so the week that she did go to see about it, which was last week, um, they said, okay, we can do it today if you want, or tomorrow if you want, you know, pay X amount of dollars, you know, do this, that, and the other. She's a baker. So she had some cake orders. So she decided that she was like, I, I can't do it this week. It has to be next week, which is this Tuesday. Um, so she put it off because she had cake orders and she, she couldn't refund the money back and all of these things and da 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 blah, blah, blah. And I told her, I literally told her the day that she told me all of this, I was like, you should have, you should have had your surgery. I said, because at the end of the day, even if you had to refund the money, I said, things always seem to work out for you. When something bad happens, I said, things seem to always bounce back in your favor. Things work out for you. I said, and it's really everybody, but we just don't see it that way. But I can tell you, I can, I can testify that when shit goes left for you within a day or two, something has come to make that thing right again you feel me 
and so um she didn't do it of course and on that friday she got um her stimulus the, the stimulus you know what i mean and so like i told her i said so see if you would have simply said hey i'm gonna cancel this you know what i'm saying I'm going to refund you your money and I'm just going to have to let the Lord take care of this. If you would have just done that from jump, you would have been taken care of. And you could, you would have had to go one less week in pain with a broken ass tooth and busted ass wisdom teeth and all, you know, all four. You know what I mean? So I said, what are you trying to do? Win a life award here to say that you never had to cancel an order or you never had to do this or you never had to do that? I said, who gives a shit? I said, I said, at the end of the day, you have to take care of you. I said, because if you were to get hit by a car today and couldn't get them their, their cake this week, what they're going to do? They're going to go to Publix and they're going to get a cake from Publix and they're going to keep it moving. Oh yeah. The girl that's supposed to do the cake. She got hit by a car. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. You know, they're not going to be like, oh man, she <laughs> deducted a hundred points from her life award. Yeah. She might not get it. She might not get it. You know, like I fuck all of that, you know? So I, that's my thought. That's my idea. Um, we hold ourselves to these standards. We hold ourselves to these very high standards. And it's like, what's the end, end goal? What's the end result? Are we getting an award? You know what I mean? Like people who don't like to take PTO. Well, what the fuck? Why? You know what I mean? Like, if, again, if you got hit by a bus today, they're going to find somebody to replace you within a week or two. So take your time. Take your time. Take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I think that people just have to be more realistic and more caring and nicer to themselves. I tell Carrie and I tell Rachel this all the time. Be nicer to yourselves. Be nice. Don't talk like that to yourself. Be nice. You know what I'm saying? Shit. If you ain't nice to yourself, who in the hell else is going to be nice to you? You feel me? So I don't know. But that's what I'm working on. It's a really awesome idea, I think. And I think it'll be easy to to put ideas around it, do chapters, maybe even do a little book or something, try to get it picked up. I think that's a dope book idea. I think that's really awesome. I have some other anecdotes and other um, ideas and other principles that I think goes with it. But I didn't want to share that part. But I just wanted to share that just the idea. Um, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And this is as of uh, May the 29th, 2020. So that if anybody tries to steal my shit, I got it. Got it right here. Anyway. Um, but nah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's the reason for the, the title of the song, Life Award. And basically, you know, we're all kind of running this rat race. And we really don't even know what the real goal is. What's the, what's the uh, goal? Is it happiness? Is it money? Is it what? What is it? You know? So we'll see. We'll see. We'll just see how things look next week. Okay? <laughs> All right. I'm out for real. Holla.